This talk was recorded by Insight Meditation South Bay in Mountain View, California. The speaker is Shyla Catherine. For more talks and information, visit www.imsb.org. Okay, so tonight the talk is on mudita, is the Pali term, mudita. And the English translation is usually sympathetic joy or appreciative joy. And this quality of mudita is the third of the four Brahmaviharas. Brahmavihara means divine abode, and it's one of the meditations of the heart. It's one of the, the heart qualities, or as Surya Das calls it, one of the heartitudes, where there's loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity. So we already spoke about loving kindness two weeks ago and compassion last week. This week will be joy, and then next week will be equanimity. Now, loving-kindness is that quality of goodwill, metta, friendliness, the wish that all beings be happy and well, free from suffering. And it's based on the understanding that happiness does not come from being loved and getting what we want, but happiness comes from this openness to what is and this willingness and this ability to love. We cultivate this quality of loving friendliness by bringing to mind people, people that we generate this kindness and friendliness towards, starting with ourselves with loving kindness, then expanding to somebody who is virtuous, somebody such as a benefactor, somebody who we respect, and then going to dear friends, then neutral people, then somebody who we might find difficult that maybe we don't like or maybe we have some conflict with, and then all beings. We generate a quality of pure love, of love that is without attachment, friendliness, which is without bargaining, without demanding something in return. And this development of loving kindness allows this receptivity, this strength of loving friendliness to develop and to blossom. Now, mudita as appreciative joy is an extension of the practice of loving kindness. Last week, I talked about compassion as being the, an extension of loving kindness, the heart of loving kindness when it meets the suffering in the world. It transforms into compassion. Similarly, when we have developed loving-kindness, metta, when our heart that is open, connected, receptive, and wise meets the good fortune of another, then what manifests is this quality of mudita, this appreciative joy. It's a delight in the good fortune of others, a rejoicing in unselfish appreciation. And it's cultivating this simple wish that their happiness continue, increase, and not diminish. Mudita is what manifests when metta meets the success and good fortune of another person. In the mudita practice, we don't start with self. We start with the fortunate person because that stimulates the thought of 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 um, of of rejoicing, of delighting, of, of um, happiness. 
and redevelop that rejoicing without self-interest. Mudita comes from a root word that means to be pleased, to have a sense of gladness, and to be non-demeaning. Mudita is a quality that recognizes our happiness grows with the happiness of others. There is no sense of scarcity around happiness, that if you get X amount, then there's that much less for me. No, that kind of thinking really enhances stinginess with our happiness. But mudita is, the, is a sense that there is just an abundance of happiness, and wishing you happiness only increases more happiness. When we practice mudita, it's a very sweet quality of heart that arises. I um, had gone to some interviews on retreats when I was practicing mudita, and I said, this is just like ice cream with sprinkles on the top. It's way over the top. I mean, it's something great and delicious and wonderful, but it's excessively delightful with all those little sprinkles. Take a moment now just to reflect on a time when you were successful, when you felt that things were just really going well for you. Maybe you were praised, maybe you won an award, maybe you succeeded at a project, maybe you accomplished something. Or maybe somehow just the pieces of life kind of fell together nicely for a period of time. Did you share that happiness with anybody? Did you tell them of your success? See if you can think of something, some occurrence when you shared your success or a friend found out about your success and they actually rejoiced with you. They were happy. It really feels great to experience, to share our joy. When the, when the person that we're sharing it with enhances that joy through rejoicing. Very different than recollecting a time when somebody who you shared that joy with ended up responding with some jealousy or some comparison or you felt kind of closed down or judged you for it. It just feels good when we can share happiness and rejoice together. We practice delighting in happiness in this practice, rejoicing in the success that surrounds us, not just our success, but anyone's success, and the specifically the success of others, the success of good fortune. We don't so much use our own successes, for the development of mudita, because this is really sympathetic and appreciative joy, which involves the joy that comes from happiness with others' success. When we ponder or highlight the happy aspects, the good fortune, we feel that sense of divine happiness, of, um, of delight, of rejoicing. It's such a light um, feeling of heart. We might feel blissful, floating qualities. We might find ourselves smiling a lot. We can consciously enhance this quality, this human ability to rejoice. 
It's an important skill to have. Even just the skill to be able to cheer ourselves is an important skill to have. If we don't know how to cheer ourselves, how to find delight in the wonder of the world and the society and our friends that surround us, we may become very closed and selfish, like we always have to be on top or we always have to be succeeding. Well, success never works that way, does it? You know, we all have our moments of success, but nobody goes through life every single day succeeding, 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 good fortune, good fortune, good fortune. Now, some people seem to get a lot of it, but it's just not the way that it functions. So we don't really rest upon our sense of needing good fortune and success. Mudita rests on the ability to rejoice in any good fortune and success that we perceive. But we can also develop just a very simple ability to bring happiness and lightness and joy to the mind, to cheer ourselves and prevent the mind from kind of sliding down into that dullness or boredom or inertia or um, um, aversion that can sometimes come when we're, you know, we're a little bit down or a little bit depressed. Sogni Rinpoche said that it's important to think about something happy every day, to think about our good fortune every single day, and before going to bed at night to reflect on the good fortunes of the day. And he said, if you can't think about, find something to be happy about, then you can at least have the thought, well, the day is over. At least there won't be any more problems to deal with. <laughs> And he suggested that we make it a practice, just every day finding something to be happy about and to let the mind dwell on that for a moment and feel the energy of that joy before going to sleep. There are different kinds of happiness and joy that come through the meditation practice. There is a quality of joy that comes with the simplicity of seclusion, of the sim simple living, of renunciation practices, bring great joy. There is a kind of joy that comes with the practice of generosity and giving and sharing. A, a very delightful, happy quality comes with that. There's tremendous bliss that comes with the development of concentration and the cultivation of the deep absorption states of concentration. But mudita has its own special quality of joy, and it's the joy that arises in relationship. Reflect for a moment on times when you were genuinely uplifted when you learned of or heard about somebody's happiness and success. When somebody shared their good news for you, to you, and your instinctive response was delightful, happy. Mudita refers to this quality of delight that comes in relationship, and it refers to an unselfish experience of delight, so that when we hear of their good fortune, when we hear of their good news, then we don't think, oh, that should have happened to me. I wanted that. We are just happy, just happy for their happiness. There are lots of things that can bring us great delight. This is the time of year when you might see little 
little ducks or little gooses or little um, um, birds in the nests or there's a, we have a, one of those little balls where there's um, nesting material and we can see the little hummingbirds come pulling stuff out of it and you know these experiences with little bits of nature are never-ending sources of delight. Can we be happy that the little hummingbird is making a nice soft little nest? Can we be happy that, um, that um, uh, a mosquito finds some nice and delightful um, drop of blood? Mudita is likened to the joy of a parent that experiences the joy of a parent um, at the success of the child. How delightful it is when the child learns to stand and can actually take a few steps. And the child is really proud. I mean, that's a major accomplishment. And the parent or the friends can also delight in the child's delight. Traditionally, mudita is practiced by bringing to mind the person who is fortunate. And it's important when we think of this first person to stimulate the mudita, if we're going to do a formal practice of mudita, that we think of somebody whose happiness comes from something virtuous. Some people get happiness in ways that aren't really in the long run going to lead to happiness. So we want to think of somebody who is experiencing happiness in a wise way that we know will in all ways be developing happiness and is not going to like turn around at the end and kind of, kind of have consequences. And so we repeat these phrases. I like the, may your good fortune and success continue and increase. May your happiness never end. But it really means the same thing, so you can easily pick one. You can just say, may your happiness continue. May your happiness continue. You can shorten it any way that you want. You can change the phrases. It's a practice that brings astonishing results. It has the power, this development of mudita has the power to overcome a whole range of conditioned tendencies that can otherwise oppress the mind. Tendencies of conceit, patterns of the demeaning of others, putting people down, chronic judging of others, comparing, discriminating, prejudice, envy, avarice, boredom, jealousy. It uproots this whole range of things. Are we happy when a coworker gets a promotion? Are we happy when we've been working on a project, somebody comes in and gets involved in that project, and they come up with the solution? Are we delighted in their success, or do we think, I should have gotten that, I deserve that, they're no better than me? This joy is not needy. It doesn't turn back to our own self-interest. It doesn't compare their success with others. For mudita practice, we just focus on their success with the wish that it continue and increase. And each time we see something good happening, we take it as inspiration to rejoice. It's an opportunity to delight. Maybe we're playing a game of bridge and a friend who is not a very good player wins the pot. Can we be delighted that they got to win that, that pot and experience that joy for them without thinking, oh, but they're really not a very good player. They only got it because we were distracted. You know, that kind of second thought really diminishes the, the rejoicing. 
Do we experience delight when a neighbor builds an addition to their house or is doing remodeling? Or do we think, oh, why are they doing remodeling? We should do remodeling. Da, 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 da. And we have all those uh, different thoughts. One friend was telling me that she had gone out to lunch with a couple of friends, and she, one of the other friends could eat anything that she wanted without gaining weight. And the other one had just lost 20 pounds on a Weight Watchers diet and looked terrific. And it was a real struggle for her to eat the meal and to continue to experience joy and delight for her friends. Now that's a time when we can see that we want to experience the delight, but there's an absence of it. And so we can practice rejoicing. We can take it as a practice. There are near enemies and far enemies to each of these um, qualities. So the near enemy, the quality that is easily confused with mudita but is not mudita, is giddiness, excitement, or exhilaration. It's that swell of delight that takes us off balance, actually is too delightful, too up, too agitated. Uh, this quality reminds me of things that I experienced, emotions that I experienced when I was like 16 or seven, 16, 17, like high school, just a little bit too um, bubbly. And that can be this kind of a quality. And sometimes you might feel that your own rejoicing has fallen out of connection, out of balance, and it's just gotten a little bit too bubbly. Um, the far enemy is what mudita is not, and that's specifically jealousy and envy. Mudita is considered an antidote to discontent, and it's considered to be a very rare quality in the world, and something that this world needs a great deal more of, because so few moments are actually deeply imbued with rejoicing, without self-interest, without comparing, and without judging. When we begin the practice of mudita and know this quality of appreciative joy very clearly in our minds, we will start to see very distinctly any reaction that is not imbued with mudita. We naturally like the experience of rejoicing. It's a wholesome quality and it's a happy quality. You combine those two and you have a very nice quality. And then the mind comes in and it starts judging things or comparing things or getting bored with things and you can feel that difference and then catch that really quickly. Much of our lives we live with a kind of closed off feeling where there's some competition, some complaining, some discontent because we're not really rejoicing in the good fortune that surrounds us. Conceit, comparison, judgment, all of these patterns inhibit mudita because they turn the focus off of the happiness of the other and onto our own selfish interest. So the key to the developing of mudita is remembering to focus on the happiness of the other person and not to compare their happiness with your own. It really does feel great not only to develop mudita but to just be around somebody who has the quality of mudita.
Because when there is a lack of mudita, we stop sharing. We stop taking joy in our own successes. And unfortunately, sometimes we stop succeeding. We don't want to put ourselves out there in success for fear of the jealousy or comparisons of others. And so then we withdraw. We don't share our joys. And we might feel that inner conflict or a sense of deflation. Sometimes the desire to belong or to fit in or to gain love and um, has us not share our joys if we fear that the person that we would share them with might not rejoice but might compare. In schools, sometimes it's very common for children not to delight when another child gets an A or does great on an exam, or does great in, you know, in an in a, um, athletic competition or something. But instead, there can easily be a kind of feeling of, of, of putting down the winner a little bit, or hating the brain. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I don't know, in all high schools, do they have those um, uh, senior polls where everybody votes? who's going the most likely to succeed, who's the most likely to whatever, who's the most... Well, I actually was voted the most intelligent in the class. And at the time, I took no joy in that. Because it wasn't something that would really support the fitting in or the belonging. It wasn't something that I actually wanted anybody to know about. <laughs> like, oh God, I voted most intelligent. <laughs> um, and sometimes we live in a, in a, in a society, in, a, in, a, in a, a, a communities that don't always support our joys and our delights. And as meditation practitioners, we can practice that. We can practice that at home with our families, with our kids. Sometimes we um, can share that delight and that happiness and then allow people to bring forth whatever it is that their strengths are, whatever it is that brings them happiness and uh, help people to not, um, not diminish their own capacities. There are a series of qualities that um, mudita uproots, and I mentioned them quickly. I want to focus on them a little bit more. The first is this chronic judgment that sometimes we have. You know, interestingly, not everything makes everybody happy. And not everything is, we st have standards of success that are all slightly different. Can we be happy for somebody else's happiness, even if it isn't the same thing that would make us happy? Sometimes we think, oh, you should be happy to do this or to do that, or, or at this level or that level. And mudita doesn't make those kinds of judgments. It's simply happy for the other person's happiness and success. A classic example of this is a parent who might want their child to grow up and become a whatever, say a doctor or a priest or an aeronautical engineer or a whatever. And instead they choose some other profession. Maybe they want to become an actor or I don't know what, something that the parents are not as interested in. 
the practice of mudita invites us to be happy with their choices and with their happiness and not to impose, I will only be happy with you if you conform to what I think should make you happy and do what I say. We can be happy with each other's choices. Some people make a choice to have children and families, and some people have a choice to be single and not have, um, not have families. Can we be happy with their choices? I um, love to do long retreats. Um, most of you know that. And it brings me enormous delight. I'm always delighted when I have an opportunity to sit a long retreat. Well, some people really think this is crazy. And I do have relatives who think that this is completely crazy. And um, I have one relative who told me that she pities me um, because of, of doing these long retreats. And can't it really doesn't understand it. And this made me think a lot of this movement of judging and mudita, because mudita asks us to be happy for somebody else's happiness, even if we don't understand why or how it brings that other person happiness. So it asks us in a way to trust in a quality of happiness and joy, regardless of our own um, standards. We don't impose our standards or our own um, ideas, our own pleasures. Each person is going to have to find what is successful, what is meaningful, what is purposeful in their life. They, each person has to find their own happiness in their own ways. The mind that compares and is caught in conceit diminishes the possibility for mudita because conceit is unreliable. There's no rest there. There's always going to be better, worse, or equal to if we get involved in comparing. There are endless possibilities of who we might compare ourselves with, how we might compare ourselves. How do we construct our sense of self through comparisons? How do we rank ourselves within our groups, within our social circles? Do we consider ourselves the most this or that, the most capable, the most beautiful, the most wealthy, the most um, responsible, the most this or that? What, how do we rank ourselves? If we can let go of the ranking, we open up tremendous space for appreciation, for just appreciation of the whole social network and delight in happiness without viewing how it relates to ourselves. Resentment and competition can also diminish the quality of mudita. Have you ever been driving along in a parking lot and the person right in front of you gets the perfect spot? That's a really good time to do mudita practice. May your good fortune continue and increase because you know they're happy. And it wasn't anything personal against you. They didn't think, I'm going to occupy this spot so that you can't get it. But sometimes we take little things like that personally and then are angry that they got the spot and think that we deserve it. We needed it. We should have gotten right in front of them or something. 
But this is, there's little opportunities like that throughout every day where we can just think, may your good fortune continue, may it increase. And then we let whatever measure of happiness we experience in a day be enough to rejoice in. We don't have to wait for the really big things when we get a trophy or an award, because how often does that happen in a lifetime? <laughs> you know, not often. Once in a while, and when it does, it is really a huge opportunity for delighting and for rejoicing. But most days, they're pretty simple. Can we rejoice in the simple things, too? Good sportsmanship is a training in mudita, where we appreciate the, the achievements of somebody else. Say we're playing tennis with somebody, and they win. Well, when we, we don't just like shake their hand thinking, good game. We really mean good game. You know, we really want to appreciate their achievements. And when we take good sportsmanship to heart, then it, um, it brings forth this quality of mudita. It also can overcome boredom and aversion. And that's simply because there's so much to delight in. If you start looking around for opportunities to be happy and you're not thinking about opportunities for you to be happy, but you're just looking for happiness out there, you're going to find it any time you look. In any group, in any work situation, in any park, you will find opportunities to rejoice. Aversion and boredom sometimes arise when we just don't perceive those opportunities to bring joy and delight to the mind. If aversion is a dominant mental factor for you, if you find yourself frequently experiencing um, some aversive state, um, anger, fear, um, um, uh, boredom, impatience, frustration, then you might work a little bit more with the, fact, with the aspect of interest. Because one antidote for aversion is simply to apply our interest. We don't actually even need to like something to be interested in it. There are lots of little things in meditation that we can bring interest to. Like I'm, I was sitting a retreat in, and it was really, really hot. Well, I can think of many retreats that I was sitting and it was really, really hot. And in the summer, the windows are open and little flies start walking across and little beads of sweat start coming down. And I think, why on earth am I doing this for my vacation? <laughs> but that's a great opportunity to develop interest. How clearly have you experienced a drop of sweat forming from one pore and observed it traveling down the face and then dropping onto the shoulder and traveling down the body until it finally disappears. If you bring interest to it, you get concentrated, you get happy, you get delighted through the power of that interest. Sometimes people complain and have aversive states that somebody is, is, is making noise in the hall, coming in late, snoring, this or that. Sometimes it happens. We fall asleep sometimes when we're meditating. Well, can we, though, if somebody, if we're hearing noise that's annoying us, I've, I've had many, many students come and they, they struggle with it at first, and then they find a way to work with it. And because of the success of the working with it, when the person gets more alert and stops falling asleep, they miss it. 
we can actually develop appreciation with anything. We can appreciate the wonder of this body, that we can actually munch on things, you know, like grains and grasses and meats and milks, and we can munch on those things. And somehow we grow and we develop and our energy is sustained. I mean, the body is amazing. It's interesting to observe so many things if we observe carefully. Those of you who come to the day-longs, the Saturday day-longs that we do once a month here, know when you lift the foot and you move it forward and you place it down again, there's never any two liftings that are the same. There's never any two pushing it forwards that are the same. And there's never two contacts that are the same. When we bring interest to really experience a step in walking meditation, it brings this quality of amazing delight. We take steps all the time in our lives, but we miss most of them. Thomas Merton was asked if he had a meditation practice, and he replied that his meditation practice was largely walking in the woods in a state of meditative absorption. Ryokan, a poem by Ryokan. Woody peonies, now just at the best of their bloom. Too beautiful to pick, too beautiful not to pick. Nature gives us so many opportunities to rejoice in the simple experience of being alive. Now, mudita also overcomes a set of factors that are sometimes translated as avarice, stinginess, or miserliness, or hoarding. It's the attitude that is concerned only for me, and that's actually rather aggressive. There's a component of anger in it, of hate in it. Now, certain situations in life sometimes bring this out to an extreme. I think um, divorces tend to bring it out. And um, I was reading a, an article of, uh, of um, some, some siblings who were uh, dividing um, their parents' estate. And um, these two sisters wanted the same Persian rug. And they couldn't decide who would have the Persian rug. And so they split it down the middle, making it worthless and useless to both of them rather than to let each, rather than one letting the other have it. That's, of course, extreme. But sometimes we do have an extreme possessiveness, a miserliness, where we're really only concerned with me and mine. You know, what I get, my own good fortune. And we just can't stand to see somebody else's happiness because we interpret their happiness as occurring at the our expense. This is the opposite of generosity. It's the opposite of mudita. And it doesn't allow there to be a joy that comes naturally with giving. Mudita is very much akin to sharing. We not only are willing to share in the happiness, but we're happy to give and to share our abundance to bring happiness to others. And then we can delight in their happiness in receiving it. And then before you know it, there's this feedback circle that's just happy, 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 happy. And that's where you get all the sprinkles on the top of the ice cream.
Mudita just enhances this natural quality of get, that's this natural wish to give and to share and to really bring delight in it. So in this practice, when there is an impulse to give, we honor that impulse. We delight that in our hearts the impulse of generosity arose that there is that virtue within us. And so we honor it, we practice it, we take the opportunity. And when we're giving, we enjoy it, we delight in it, we let it spark joy. This opposes this tendency for avarice, stinginess, miserliness, hoarding, that is so opposed to the development of joy. Now, envy and jealousy are the last two of these qualities I want to mention because they're really the strongest opposing force to mudita. And this um, envy is wanting or resenting what another has or is. And that could involve material goods. It could involve qualities, prestige, success. It could um, include, um, you know, beauty, appearances, um, this happens a lot at, um, I, I used to do a lot of ballroom dance. And, um, you know, sometimes people would be sitting along the outside commenting on other people who were dancing. And, um, you know, there could be a certain amount of envy when somebody, you know, really looks good making a certain move. And uh, rather than simply just rejoicing that they could figure out how to make their hips do that. <laughs> Um, d this delight of mudita contradicts envy, and it contradicts the envy that's really based in comparison. You might reflect for a moment what you might envy other people for, and consider how you might shift that tendency towards envy into one of rejoicing. When I lived in India, I saw um, that on the outside of some buildings that were under construction, they had placed kind of these stuffed um, mannequin sorts of, like a stuffed scarecrow. It looked like a scarecrow stuck on a building. And I asked my teacher what that was about. You know, why was there this scarecrow stuck on a building? And he said that it was an Indian custom to stuff this kind of figure on the building um, in order to ward off the evil of neighbors who might be envious or jealous. So it wards it off, so it kind of makes something a little bit um, um, maybe less attractive. Jealousy is also an, a strong opposing quality of this mudita rejoicing, and it has a very burning destructive quality that arises through rivalry or the loss of love to another. It often is so strong that it seeks the demise of the other person. It actually wants to harm. There's some cruelty that can come into this factor of jealousy. The joy of appreciation, though, is fostered by receptivity, interest, and connection. And we can find and enhance joy in so many different things. I think dogs are wonderful examples of this ability to just delight. They are so happy to go on a walk. 
They are so happy when their person comes home. They are so happy when their person wakes up in the morning. Can we just bring a little bit of that delight? Now, there are other qualities of dogs I wouldn't suggest that you emulate, <laughs> particularly the sniffing and the greeting, greedy kind of eating disgusting things aspect. Um, but, um, but there is something to still learn from their capacity to just be happy with simple things. I also think it's fun to do mudita practice um, while driving. Have you ever just been at a stop sign and looked in the car next to you and saw people were laughing or singing? Can you take that moment with perfect strangers to just feel delight? Happy that they're happy. You'll never see them again. You don't know who they are. You don't know why they're happy. Just be happy that they're happy. Another poem from Rio Khan. My heart is happy on a spring day when I see the birds flocking together, playing. Whenever you see somebody receive praise, receive some benefit, receive a gift, succeed in some way, take that opportunity to pause for a moment and to think, may your good fortune and success continue, may it increase. May your happiness never end. Every day, try to notice something that is worth being happy about, some good fortune, some success, and not just your own. If we focus on our own, we can get a little bit greedy about it, but just focus on the quality of happiness itself. Maybe somebody at work finally got the right amount of sugar in their coffee, and it was really good. I mean, it doesn't have to be enormously huge things. Just let there be a sense of rejoicing in whatever brings happiness. Of course, the strongest um, uh, experiences would be things that are very virtuous, um, that virtuous acts that bring happiness. So sometimes when you do mudita practice on generosity, it really builds quickly because there's this um, happiness and the power of virtue. But to just stimulate the joy and delight, you can take anything. But let the experience of joy touch your heart. Pause when you see happiness. Feel it. Rest in it. Let it grow within you and let it come forth in your relationships. Take the time to praise somebody, to compliment somebody, or to just recognize their success. It's not that you have to always say nice, 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 nice things all the time. But if you notice that somebody has been working hard and they have genuinely accomplished something, take a moment to just recognize it and experience that joy, that delight. That will help support your mudita practice. Anytime you find those tendencies of judging, comparing, envy, boredom, shift your attention to something that is worth delighting in. Witnessing good fortune helps us let go of aversive states and cultivate joy. So reflect for a moment on ways in which you experience joy. ways in which you experience joy in solitude. 
ways in which you can share your joy with others. Well, thank you for coming. Please return next week for Upeka Equanimity Practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.